You're listening to The B-Side, a podcast of Blessed Hope Community Church. Hey, this is Malia, as usual, and today we have our full staff here for the podcast. We've got uh, Pastor Matt, Pastor David, and our youth director, Shauna, here today. Um, and today we are going to be diving a little bit deeper into um, our current sermon series that we've been doing, our divided series about politics. Uh, so looking forward to kind of dig into that. But before we do that, guys, um, winter's here. <laughs> we've got snow, yeah. a little bit of ice. How are you guys feeling about that? That's all right. Uh, we we were due. Did she just say winter is coming? I said it's here. here. So like we've had <laughs> the most gorgeous winter so far, and so it's been a hard adjustment for me. I'm not gonna lie. It has hmm. been a hard adjustment, and I had to shovel. So listen, we have three shovels in our garage. Two of them have completely broken half, and one of them is cracked. I don't know what happened. Because last, last year, year was so old. awful. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> I actually need to go to Tyson today and buy new shovels because we're down to one down the middle shovel that we tried <laughs> to use this last time it snowed. Yeah, and I hear yeah. we're supposed to get more snow this weekend. Uh, I, yeah. yeah, I'm kind of over it already, but no matter what, I'll take this. Like, it didn't start until mm -hmm. this. Right. right, exactly. So we got to push yeah. it back. Like, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know why you're laughing. You yeah, why are you so quiet right now? it's Iowa. <laughs> Like, like, <laughs> right. Like, hey, it comes every year. Mm -hmm. I know. Like, last year was so bad. I'm like, this is fine. Really cold, I get mad at my parents, like legitimately. <laughs> <laughs> like last year when it was so freezing, <laughs> I was so angry at my parents. I'm like, why do I live here? Because like, it's the, because their fault. This is where they raised me. If they had raised me like Florida, know, San Diego, yeah, I'd right. still live in San yeah. Diego. But no, they chose to raise me here. It's yeah. their fault. Yep. So. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, so tired of sun. Just <laughs> so <laughs> hot out. <laughs> so <laughs> so <laughs> warm. Oh my gosh, you guys. <laughs> so apparently, we're awesome with winter. Yes. I mean, I don't know. I don't mind. I li really like the seasons, but I don't. I think the older I get, the harder winter is for me. Oh. Although I like hmm. winter, I just don't really like driving in the. Yeah, I, I like it. I yeah. usually get left a lot longer than I want. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this year it's been good because we got some fall. Like right. Fall yeah. is my favorite, and I always feel like it's the shortest of everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. I'd agree. <laughs> All right. So today we've got um, looks like five main kind of topics we're going to be covering. Uh, we're going to talk uh, immigration, moral values, refugees. Um, gun control, that's always a fun one. <laughs> um, so buckle up because I feel like this is going to be an interesting ride. Yeah, I would, I, my encouragement would be to pause this right now. <laughs> go buy a hat, put it on, <laughs> and then hold on to it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Ooh, and then good. buckle up. I kind of like that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stealing that. <laughs> All right. So, Matt, do you want to get us started? And we're going to look at these different things and talk about, like, how would you encourage us as Christians uh, to be thinking about these issues that they do influence our politics and how yeah. we vote and things like that? Yeah. So let's start with immigration. Yeah, and I, I would say with immigration, first and foremost is, did the issue matter? Um, but 
this is going to be true for a lot of the things we talk about. You can be a good Christian. Like you can be a devout follower of Jesus and feel differently than I do about immigration. Like I don't think this is one of those issues where we all naturally must, as Christians, think the same way. There are some right. of those. Right. And, and, you know, Dave and I were talking about that the other day, you know, like, like abortion, for example, is one of those mm-hmm. things where, I mean, it's hard to get around the fact that, that God would have a problem. God does have a problem with abortion. But when it comes to immigration, we can, we can reasonably think differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess part of my, like, how would I think about, like, how would I encourage people to think about calmness? Thank First you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just be calm. <laughs> yeah. And, and recognize that, that your position is valid. But other people's positions can be valid, too, mm-hmm. and, and that that's the nature of politics, right, is, is right. that there's no perfect solution, but what we're trying to do is come up with the best possible thing and, and to not give bad intentions or assume that somebody's not being godly because they don't see it that way. Right, right. When it comes to me, like, I am all for legal immigration. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think that, that that makes sense, and yep. um, especially in a country that at least traditionally has up held some Christian ethics mm-hmm. um, morally that, that we would want to be able uh, to have people here. And, you know, I, I want to be able to share right. the gospel with as many people. You know, um, God loves um, God loves people from every tongue, tribe, and nation. We talked about this week, one of the theories is America isn't it, right? This isn't yep. God's culminative, you know, culmination mm-hmm. here in, in America that, that uh, he loves every tongue, tribe, and nation, and so we should want love them too right when it comes to illegal immigration you know i think it's fair for us to say hey we, we need we need to follow the rule of law yep mm-hmm. and and i think that's appropriate I, i'm not necessarily a big fan of retroactive punishment right as much as i am in fixing mm-hmm. fixing the system when it goes right right i, I think it's less godly to, yeah. to try to to hold people accountable for something that their parents did um, mm-hmm. than it is to say, hey, let's let's figure out a system that works and let's move forward. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. had heard something one time that really helped kind of put things in perspective for me, too, because, you know, I agree there needs to be laws and rules and, and things to make it um, thrive the way it should. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, we can't judge how someone got here. You know, we are just called to love people. Right regardless of, of how that happened or, or things like that. And granted, we don't live in a community where there's, you know, a, a high number of refugees or, or, or people immigrating here. But um, I, I just think that's been a really good thing for me to remember. Like, we, we're not to here to judge. Yeah. We are here to tell them about Jesus. Well, and, and that's where I think, like, what we do politically, you know, sometimes has to differ from, from our attitude towards people. Like, I think it's okay for us to advocate for legal immigration mm-hmm. and to advocate for stopping the flow of illegal immigration. That's appropriate for us to do. None of that means that I can treat my neighbor differently, no matter how it is, like you said, right. how mm-hmm. it is they got here. Yep. I, I need to do my job with them no matter what. Yep. Um, and, and that's that's just that, that's just biblical, mm-hmm. right? To love your neighbor as you mm-hmm. love yourself. And right. um, there's, there's no way around that. Mm-hmm. Thoughts, David? <laughs> uh, I'll put you on the spot. I won't put Shauna on the spot, but thanks. <laughs> That's not fair. Jeez. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have clear thoughts on it in the sense of like, I mean, I have a mixture of stuff that goes through my head. I don't disagree uh, with you know 
anything that was necessarily said. I mean, I get where a lot of people come from it with, with immigration in the sense of um, there's a lot of extremes that people can jump to. And, and, and they make sense. I get it because it's, it's a lot of fear-based stuff. But at the same mm-hmm. time, a lot of that fear is, I don't want to say justified, but it's, it's understandable, right? So examples would be, you know, the immigration system. Uh, you know, you have the people say, you know, people to try and take advantage of it, like the the dangerous people that are coming in, criminals that are coming in. I get why people jump to those fears, um, and then react the way they do. There's the, you know, the fears of, you know, uh, the, the the way the government. I, I get why people feel this way. You know, the, the government, you know, is providing resources for people, right? So uh, it's the argument you hear where you know we're 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 taking care of people coming into the country illegally while our military veterans are neglected right these are things that you hear so that's why a lot of it is definitely emotion driven um but at the same time there's legitimacy to some of the points they're just not Mm -hmm. discussed properly or talked about we just kind of jump on a bandwagon um with stuff um immigration is a tough one for me because i kind of go i don't want to say i go back and forth with what i feel about it um i just i get (laughs) it's one of those topics that just annoys me um, so I, I usually don't talk a lot about it just because I, this is going to sound horrible to say, but it, it's, it's going to sound <laughs> kind of negative. I agree we need to fix the system, but I'm also a person that says, I don't see the fix. They're not going to fix it, right? That's, yeah. that's right. It's like when we get all bent out of shape yeah. about it, it's just like, really? I mean, when's it ever going to get really get fixed? Right, right. You know, I mean, because we live in a broken world. It's such a mess. You know, yeah, that's my, you know, um, yeah. So. Immigration is just a tough one for me because yeah. I get where a lot of people come from with it. Um, but I'm also not a yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Call me yeah. negative. I'm just like, I just no. don't see it. No, I, I see where I, yeah. I totally am kind of on right. the same you page as you, though. You can't be Pollyanna, right? Like, right. Like, this is what I love about, like, so, so listen, we're not talking about any in particular candidates. But this is what I love about when you get to, like, political commercials. Well, I have a plan, and I'm going to fix it. No, no, you're not. Like, like. You have a plan, sure you do. Everybody has a plan. Um, it can't be fixed to the degree that everything is going to work well. This is a broken mm-hmm. world, and and you know we need to work hard to do the best we can. But yeah, you're never you're you're right, David. There's never going to be a solution that's like, oh, you know what? Mm-hmm. That that took care of the problem. The problem no longer exists because this isn't that world. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's just one of those topics. Yeah. That's hard for yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. I, yep. I, I just, you know, I hate to see us focus on on punitive for for things that have happened in the past, as opposed to, to trying to build something um, that that moves forward. And I, mm-hmm. and I think that's a danger we have in mm-hmm. life with with conflict with other people, and then certainly in politics, is we just we want to go backwards all the time. Um, when you know what? Let, let's just try to make things better now. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Uh, let's move on to um, shifting moral values. Uh, so things like abortion, transgender, how do we uh, debate and engage as Christians w- with those types of topics? First and foremost, I would say this is the thought that goes through my head. Uh, the people that have different views than us on those issues are not our enemies, which we treat mm-hmm. them as such. Yeah. Like you're destroying my America mm-hmm. or you're, you know, like you are, you know, so, so we get very angered towards people that have different views on morality. 
um, you know, a person that's fighting for transgender rights. That person is not my enemy, but we can treat them as such. You know, people mm -hmm. that are for abortion, no matter, I mean, it, it's, it sickens me, abortion, you know, that whole thing just is, uh, but at the same time, people that are fighting for it, I can't see them, you know, scripture tells us that, you know, our, our you know, our fight is not against flesh and bl blood, mm -hmm. so it's not the person that's the problem. Um, so I think we as Christians need to understand that because I think a lot of our hate-driven comments and reactions might soften a lot if we stop looking at this person mm -hmm. as you're the problem mm -hmm. and I'm going to attack you and I'm going to fight against you. Um, I think we'd see a little softer response on us if we started to see yeah. it that way. Well, it's like what mm -hmm. Matt always says, like, why are we always so surprised when people who aren't Christians act like non-Christians? <laughs> like, it's, right, yeah. it's no surprise. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, yeah like, that's always a good reminder. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes I'm so disappointed in Christians and churches because they compromise, and, and compromise is a terrible place to be. Um, real grace doesn't compromise. Compromising in the name of Jesus is blasphemy and should not happen when it comes to things that the scripture is clear on. But, um, you know, on the other end, too, it's the venom and the hatred and the anger and, and in the name of God, and that's blasphemy, too. Mm -hmm. um, and so it just, I, I've been disappointed. And, and I think that comes across the board, not just from, from churches that, that capitulate and not just from people that are outside that criticize, but, but even just sometimes from people in our own congregation um, and Facebook and, and oh, Instagram yes. and social media in general. Like, it is not like, – like, I know there are people who are like, oh, th it's all evil. Like, like, Facebook is evil. Facebook isn't evil. Facebook mm -hmm. is like money. It's amoral. It has no morals. Right. It's what you do with it right. is yeah. good, bad, or otherwise. Yep. Mm -hmm. And it's up to the Christian to redeem it. Just like everything else, things in our culture need to be redeemed for the good that's in them. And we need to redeem money. We need to redeem media, movies, TV. We need to redeem social media yep. with the mm -hmm. way that we talk and, and the things that we say and the things that we share. And um, far too often, as Christians are just as guilty as everyone else, Stirring the pot. And, and mm -hmm. well, I mean, and, and even just, just name calling, mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. you know, just things like it just doesn't make any sense to me why, why we would act that way. Going back to what David said, if we know our enemy, mm -hmm. it's not those people that are going to do that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Silent pause. Awkward pause. I'll just also add, here, here's the other thing I would just say. Our society is not becoming more immoral it's just being seen more we're, so we make it out like the 50s we were so much more <laughs> you know like the good old days we were so <laughs> much more you know christ-centered and blah 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 when uh, you we know wore suits and sang hymns and yeah yeah mm -hmm. everybody went to church so 
we, we make it out like we're becoming more evil. It's not that the world is becoming more evil. It's just being exposed more. It's mm-hmm. being seen more. It's on display. It, it's coming yeah. out more. Um, and as Christians, we should almost, I don't want to say rejoice in that, but we should see it in a positive sense because when things are hidden, you can't address it. Yeah. The more exposed mm-hmm. it becomes, the more mm-hmm. you're able to point out and say, well, that's, th- that's something that you can see and point at and say that's something that needs to be addressed. So um, a lot of this mm-hmm. secretive stuff that's coming out more and more, you know, that becoming more prevalent, I mean, mm-hmm. it's – so, mm-hmm. so what would you yeah. suggest, pastors? I'm asking for pastoral advice here. I'm on Facebook, and I'm scrolling through my no- news feed. Someone who I love that um, is a fellow Christian is <coughs> posting something that is just hateful and not putting Christians in a good light. Like, how do I, do I respond? Do I not respond? Do I, what do we do with that? So, so I think... If you're asking, like, how would I do that if it were me? Um, uh, privately. I think that's a private conversation. Mm-hmm. It's gentle. Mm-hmm. Because here's the thing. They're not the enemy either. Right. Right? Right. Um, we just hope that they would know better. Mm-hmm. So I think gentle correction is best. Reach out privately. Um, and I would not even say with a private message, right? This is, mm-hmm. this is let's talk. Mm-hmm. Let's at least have a phone call, if not a face-to-face conversation, and say, look, I love you. And, and, and I'm worried about your witness. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm worried that that even though you're right, that you might inadvertently be getting between somebody and the gospel because of the attitude that you're projecting. Mm-hmm. And, and I think I've had that conversation with people privately. Sometimes it goes well. Sometimes they don't talk to me anymore. Sure. Uh, to, be, to be honest, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes yeah. they leave the church because yeah. of the position that I'm in. And, and, and we've had that. And, and, and that's hard and it's problematic. But... Um, but it's so necessary. I think it's necessary. Yeah. It's, it's, it's biblical, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I have something, you know, that I see. One, I'm going to take care of the, the plank in my own eye, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mm-hmm. ask God to kind of help me reflect on my own attitude and behavior and, and my own words. Um, at the same time, I'm confessing those. Uh, I, I'm going to go, and I'm going to say, hey, I, you know, I think I see something that I want to share with you. And I think that's right. a good thing. Yeah. I think that's a healthy thing for us to to do as a church family too. Why David's laughing at me? Yeah, he's always. Do you feel like every every time I say something, he starts every time the four of us together like he's got this private joke. I have smart comments that come into my head. No, you should chuckle. No, you should do the you should do the complete opposite. Make a smart comment and then turn off notifications. So you. Oh man. See, you're less. That's why I was laughing. It just was a joke only I, for you. Well, I didn't know if it was like, should I say that on the podcast? Because somebody might have heard that and said, yeah. Yep. Okay, please don't turn off the podcast. <laughs> yeah. No, he was one. joking. <laughs> but I, I think there's, there's value in that. And, and I think the other thing that we have to wrestle with and, and kind of come to grips with with this, too, is that um, that first part of that. I think we're not innocent just because just because we notice it in somebody else. I think we have a tendency as Christians to assume that we have the high ground when really we are, are going to be judged more harshly mm-hmm. than other mm-hmm. people because of the right. position. Well, and that's part of, uh, you know, being part of the local church and being a covenant member here is you're giving 
your church family and your your pastors and the people that God has put in authority over you to be able to come alongside you in love and and, and tell you these things. And, and Otherwise, we're not doing each other any favors. Right. And, and I want to go so far as to say this on these issues. Okay, I want to I say this really carefully because I don't want people to misunderstand. But I think it's okay for Christians to have different viewpoints on these issues too, to a degree. Sure. Um, for Christians to have different issues on how to handle these politically, okay. Mm-hmm. They may, I, I mean, we should all agree on the morality of these issues. Right. But, I, I mean, I'll use this for an example. I, I know and, and care deeply for someone who who would argue pretty vehemently that the church or, 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 or that, that uh, the church or the state, either one, should have nothing to do with marriage. And so the idea being that if, if two homosexual people that love each other want to get married that they ought to just go get married and mm-hmm. and that while they personally believe that God has been clear in his word about this that they don't want to tell non-Christians what to do you know if people come to Christ and they want to share Christ and they want to share his love and when people come to Christ then they want to share but they don't they, they don't want to be known for dictating to non-Christians how they should act now I'm going to argue politically with that because I think there's a very dangerous game of religious freedom and and what then um, churches are forced to capitulate to legally and things like that if, if those get too far. But but again, I'm not mad at people that think that because they love the Lord and, and they, they just they just view it differently. And so I think it's okay for us to see these things differently too. You just can't be atheist. You just have to accept that. Sure. Okay. Well, let's move on. Um, refugees is next on our list. And I know we've kind of touched on that, but did you have anything else you want to you add? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm all for refugees being here. Um, and I think we should acknowledge, I, I think there's two schools of thought with refugees, and I think they're both wrong. Um, <laughs> like, like, I know, okay, that sounds, see, look, I just said don't be I like it. Oh, my God. I like, like it. No, I mean, I think, I think when, when, you, when you, you hear someone like Franklin Graham, who I respect greatly, you know, president of the Maryland Clergy, like, you know, he's like, well, we can't let refugees in the country, Muslim refugees in the country, because they might be dangerous. And that's true. They might be. Right, because we can't vet them all 100%, so they might be dangerous, and I, I get that. That's true, but it's the wrong way to think about it right there. And when we have people on the other side saying, "No, we can completely 100% vet these folks, and they're all very safe," no, no, like I don't buy that for a second either. Mm-hmm. Right, but the reality is, Christians, I think we have to think differently about it, and I think we have to love people, and it gives us the opportunity to show grace and share the gospel and. What if I'm put at risk because of that? Well, you know what? Isn't I mean we talk about this all the time. The gospel is worth the risk. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and you know what if what if you know we have the opportunity to to bring people to the throne of grace? Um, shouldn't that be worth mm-hmm. the risk? And so I just I, I think I see it differently. Yeah, it's dangerous. Right. Okay. Right. Let's let's be dangerous. Let let's put ourselves in in dangerous situations for the sake of the gospel. I love you. Mm-hmm. Well, and know? looking at people um, because, because again, as people made in the image of God yeah. who deserve just as much as we do to know about Jesus. Well, and, and Muslim folks are, first and foremost, they're lost folks. Mm-hmm. They've been ensnared by, and, and I, again, I don't say this lightly, but they've been ensnared by the enemy who who is is you know they they think they're they're right and they think they're following the god of the universe and and, and I think there's there's an opportunity for us to share truth 
with them. And, and, and I wouldn't want to miss those opportunities um, because I was afraid. Right. Well, and I, I always think, like, we forget that uh, we are so blessed that, you know, for, for most people that you were born here, that you live here, that, I mean, it could have happened any other number of ways, but God chose for you to be born here. And so I just, it, it's not that person's fault that they were born where they were born and didn't have access to the gospel or, you know, so I just, I don't know. Well, I think I mean, it goes back to what we said Sunday, right? That, that there's a lot of privileges and, and a lot of blessings mm -hmm. and a lot of responsibilities. Mm -hmm. You know, much has been given, much is going to be asked. And so I think that there's questions for us about how are we using our freedoms and yeah. financially, uh, you know, the, 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 the safety and our security. Like a lot of these things, I think God is going to expect that we have poured ourselves out for the gospel. Mm -hmm. and, and again, so this is one of those things, like somebody might have a completely different viewpoint, and we can both be Christians on this, and it's going to be okay. Like, like we don't have to see mm -hmm. eye to eye on every single one of these things. That's the fun part of the political process is, <laughs> is the, the, the debates and the questions. Uh, let's move on. Uh, Israel is next on the list. Who wants to take that one? I like it. So in what context are we talking? Explain. I think I think just a question of how we deal with Israel. Like like what is what is our role? What's our responsibility, if any, to the nation of Israel? Is there a biblical connection to how we should be treating our clients in that nation? So I will give my personal the way I interpret kind of scripture with this, but it's my personal thing that I don't really put on anybody else. But I am a, I'm a pretty strong believer that one of the reasons America remains blessed as we are is because we've always remained consistently a supporter of Israel. Um, biblically, God said, you know, if to Abraham, you know, those that bless you will be blessed and those that curse you mm -hmm. will be cursed. And, and that has continued on. And, and that is one thing that America has stayed very consistent with is we are a number one supporter of Israel. Um, so whenever I hear that that waning and negativity, it puts me that puts me more at a concern for our country than a lot of everything else. Sure. Because yeah. I can look at scripture and see a kind of that mandate of God's people, God's chosen land, honoring that and supporting that, defending that. Um, so yeah, that on a political sense does make me nervous when I hear the anti-Israel stuff that's coming up yeah. more and more because then I feel like we're playing with something God has directly said. Um, so I am 100% like support Israel. We need to, you know, um, be behind them like we continue to be, especially when it comes to their land and their sovereignty, um, their ability to protect themselves. Um, because, again, context uh, we don't live in a part of the world that every nation that surrounds us hate, you know, wants to destroy us. Mm. You know, we mm -hmm. don't, we don't have that <coughs> like they do. So um, I am, yeah, but when it comes to candidates and, and even political stuff, when I hear, uh, you know, personally a candidate that's anti-Israel or it, it puts me in a very uneasy place. So I think I would agree with that. I think there's, there's two, I mean, there's two ways to interpret what's coming from scripture. You can be a dispensationalist or, or not. 
Um, and, and those are words that don't really matter. The idea is, do you think that God's promises for Israel are over? And, um, and David and I would agree that, no, God's not done with Israel. I think a, a clear reading of the New Testament and the end of Revelation and, and, and Daniel, like those things indicate that, no, God's not done with Israel. And, and I think that, like you said, uh, I would agree that one of the reasons that we have been spared harsh judgment um, is because of the way that we have that we have helped and um, allied ourselves with and, and instead just focused our, our, our sovereignty on and who are still God's chosen people mm -hmm. um, who he still longs to see come to himself and according to his word there will be a time where, where he will he will do a special work to gather yeah. them to himself and, um, and and that's necessary and this is kind of a side note just anybody that's listening you know if you feel this way or have you ever heard this but we don't need to go on a long thing about it, but America is not the new Israel. Uh, no, we're yeah. not the you know. So you can't read I, promises. I that, that's so ridiculous. Yeah, you can't read promises of Scripture that are for Israel and then transpose them over to us. Like, hey, that's about us. And, and like a perfect example. Don't be wrong. I think this is you know Scripture says you know in Jeremiah we use it. We all use it. I have plans for you. You know he says you know plans to prosper you. Don't get me wrong. I'm not opposed to putting that on individuals and kind of yeah. using that. To the, but when it's it comes right now, that's about Israel. That's yeah. not about, like, you know, yeah. so we yeah. take promises. Yeah. Those are, those that are were, things we can, you know, we can revel in the fact yeah. that that's the God that cares for us. Mm -hmm. so, but, yeah, that is specifically yeah. for Israel. So don't, we can't sit back and kind of dismiss Israel like, oh, that's, you know, we're the, you know, we're the chosen now. Like, God's blessed us. And it, it doesn't work that way. So mm -hmm. we got to be careful of that because I know people that kind of have that attitude, especially, like, we're the new uh, shining city on a hill. Like mentioned in scripture, you know, like uh, Jesus got, like that's uh, that's America. We're the shining city for all <laughs> the world to see and revel in us and, and you know, want to be like us. And it's like, mm, yeah, not really. That would be pretty bad if we were the <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> I've, hey, but had conversations. Had <laughs> <laughs> I guess we, we got that. So. All right. So everyone's favorite topic, gun control. David, I know you've got <laughs> lots to say about that. I have nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely nothing to say. I will quote uh, Charlton Heston out of my cold, dead hand. Just <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> wow. Nice. Hey, he was, Mo hey, he was Moses. He was Moses. <laughs> I don't think he was Moses. I <laughs> but you know, when it comes to gun control, like, like I think it's fair for us. Like, like biblically, um, I don't think it's wrong for us to want to bear arms. I've heard people sure. use the argument that as Christians, you know, this is people that aren't Christians trying to impose their will by trying to make us feel bad about our Christianity. And, well, aren't you supposed to love people and care about them? And, you know, how can you care about abortion if you don't care about gun control? Like, what? Like, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I, just because you put them together doesn't mean they belong together. Right. Um, and, and so I, I think as Christians, we can feel confident that it's okay for us to advocate for gun rights. Um, again, I would never elevate it to a biblical issue. And I wouldn't elevate it to this like, like oh, let's put abortion and my right to bear arms mm -hmm. on the same level. No, mm -hmm. no they're, they're not on the same level. Um, one is a biblical mandate to, to do no murder, right? Don't kill. Um, the other is is a right that we have as citizens of this country that we should advocate for and fight to protect. Right. But they're not the same. 
right, but we don't have to feel bad as Christians for, for wanting to advocate for something that's not biblical either. We can, we can push and, 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 right. and vote and be concerned about these things. All right. So let's move on to, um, so we've gotten a couple questions, right, during our series. Uh, so let's tackle a couple of these. Um, first one, is there such a thing as just war? She says let's quickly tackle. Is there such a thing as just war? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think <laughs> so it's like that's not a quick answer. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then you would say <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, no, there, uh, <laughs> there is. Uh, we have to be very careful. Here's how I kind of always lined up with this one is, is simply this. Um, there is war that is done for a nation's um, best interest, right? So a nature, nation would say, so it's like always anytime something happens in the Middle East, oil, you, know, you got people, oil, 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 you know, so it's like we're doing that because we're trying to keep oil costs down. Or, you know, that's always an argument, like we're doing this or that. Um, here, here's the thing. I would never call um, something like that necessarily a just war. It's a nation looking out for their best interest and, and, and going to war or conflict in the sense of we have an agenda and this is the agenda we have and this is what we want to see happen, so we're going to do this. On the flip side of that, there's also the just war of, <coughs> well, take World War II, for instance. You know, it's like there are atrocities that are happening. There are people being murdered. There, there mm -hmm. are... There's evil, and, and there are people that are trying to destroy, you know, what is good. So there is, we're going to war to protect or to stop this from advancing further mm -hmm. than it already has. So that, you know, that's where I would line up to say, okay, I, I can get behind war when it's about protecting, you know, people or good or, you know, not allowing evil to spread and, and that kind of stuff. Now, you know, would I be the person that's like, you know, God has mandated. Well, you know, I, I'm, I'm really careful in saying like, you know, God has called us to invade Iraq or, you know, it, it's, I'm just, I'm not one to jump to that conclusion, you know. Well, yeah, it's like, you know, like God told me, you know. Um, so, but that's how I line up is, is I can get behind conflict when it's like people are being murdered or just you know they're th yes let's go do something about that that is the common good of mankind and 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 doing what's right yes so yeah i think there's mm -hmm. a difference between murder and killing right like like in a just war um you know <coughs> killing happens um and and that's not a preference it's it's a it's a byproduct of living in a broken fallen world but there are times where that action will actually bring peace and, 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 and it, it will help the oppressed and it will do good. And so, like you said, we have to be really careful about why we're engaging. Are we engaging for self-interest? Are we engaging for things that God says matter? Um, mm -hmm. And when it comes to um, innocence, uh, being, you know, innocent lives being taken, when it comes to oppression, when it comes to those things, those are things that God says matter. He actually creates human governments to deal with those things, to, to help those things, to help the oppressed and to keep <coughs> and to do those things. And there are times when a just war might be necessary to bring those things further. And so it, it just, it can't be because you have something you want. 
Um, and, and I do think there's a difference between instigating, like, I mean, the, the defense of your people is always um, just and right. But I would, I would like to see us get involved in more. Like, like if we're looking, like, what are, what are things that we militarily should get involved in? Like, hey, there's genocides in the world. I think we should have something to say about genocides, right? There is, is uh, you know, um, chemical weapon things and whatever. Yeah, like, I mean, why would, you know, God, God has instituted government for the benefit of people, not for the oppressing of them and hurting them. But things like our own self-interest, like, let's, let's feel better. We should be, right? All right, here. I'll just say, not to muddy the waters a little bit, but this is where it gets tricky then in a lot of these conversations yeah. because take what we just got done saying, and as you were saying that, I instantly <laughs> went to play kind of like devil's advocate in my head where... You know, why, why do you want to be on his side? Well, it's, a, it's, it's <laughs> called a, a phrase. Get over oh, it. All right, <laughs> Don't ever use that phrase. I'm going to be like Matt. There's a couple ways to view this, and they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Let's drill down on it. Drill down. Um... But what I was thinking is, you know, when, when you, you mentioned genocide, it's now you, you take it down to an individual level or that person, you know, a group's level, a smaller group, and, and you have those people that we, we've attached the term war to a lot of things, like the war on abortion, right? So I could sit there and say, they're murdering innocent babies, right? So I'm going to go to war. You see that, so you can see where fanat like people with like really oh, intense and fanaticism yeah, sure. can take this, where I'm justified to go do what I'm about to do, like, you know, so we've had examples in history of our, of our country where people have gone and, and blown up abortion clinics or, or murdered doctors because it's the idea of this is just because I am, I am fighting for the, the innocent that, that I feel are being, you know, and, and the same thing we've, like, again, we've attached war again, so people see immigration as it's a war, where it's a war on immigration, right? So, I only say that because, again, I want to muddy, water, muddy the water, but everything we said I agree with. But then you can also see how people can take this even to a very personal level well, and feel just and in what they're thinking mm -hmm. and feeling. I think this is why we don't make these decisions in isolation. Mm -hmm. You can't have a just conflict that you're the only one that thinks it's just, right? I mean, there, there needs to be um, – I mean, mm -hmm. again, God has instituted government to maintain peace, to, to deal with oppression – and, and for the benefit of people. And so um, it's not an individual's responsibility to, to do what God ordained a government to do. Yeah. See, and I don't disagree. I, I just love how people might be listening to this and you say that, which I agree with it wholeheartedly. I just love how this is not an easy topic to just oh, sum well, up. Of course in, not. Because yeah. you have mm -hmm. somebody that might be listening right now going, uh, going, yeah, but government's evil and you can't trust them. Like, look what they do. So right now it's like, you know, they're, they're not advancing mm -hmm. peace. They're the ones that cause the problem. Sure. So that's why this is, you know, I just say that because I think anybody listening needs to understand you're not going to solve this on a Facebook rant. You're not no. going to solve this right. in one podcast. You're mm -hmm. not going to solve this in one mm -hmm. conversation. Mm -hmm. This is an ongoing, consistent, yep. and continual debate and discussion and understanding that will not end because, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so. Right. So is there ever just cause for rebellion? That's another question that we got. I know. That last one wasn't quick either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I think so. I, I think when a government is so evil, right, that it is, it is doing the opposite of what God instituted mm -hmm. it to do. Not singular events, not things that I feel like take away <coughs> my personal rights. Right. So if the government 
all of a sudden puts restrictions on guns. That's not. That's time not for cause for rebellion. Okay, that's not I'm just. Time for rebellion. <laughs> um, because because that's not biblical. God didn't institute government so that you could own a gun. God institutes <laughs> governments for other reasons, and we went over those in week one. But but I think there are times when when governments become evil enough that the act of rebellion is is biblical. Right. Um, we see that, you know, in, in history, in scripture. Like mm-hmm. I, I mean, one of the questions is, is, is was the American Revolution justified, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I didn't live there, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Um, all I would know about this is, is that God seems to have blessed it. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I don't know that God would necessarily bless something that was wrong, um, but he seems to have blessed it. And so mm-hmm. it, there's times, but it, it's not common. You know, we act like it's common. It's not common. It, it, it should be the exception. Mm-hmm. Think about this. Paul was not inciting rebellion when he was writing about the government and how we're supposed to honor the government and it's there for our good. And he wrote that when the government was bad and the government was persecuting and taking away rights and oppressing people and, 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 and killing people that didn't agree with them. And so Paul wrote that at the height of <laughs> corruption and bad government. And yet he still wrote what he wrote. So for us to take our situation and think, oh, well, we have it so bad that it's time to rebel. I'm like, no, that's a stretch. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. before anybody thinks about that, they got to go back and do some study about that government and Mm -hmm. and what was going on then um, for Christians when Paul wrote that. Mm -hmm. And then here's what I'm dealing with. And and here's what Paul was dealing Mm -hmm. with and what he said. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, And go from there. Uh, one of the things that keeps coming into my mind, and maybe this isn't the place for it because it would be a long answer, I'm sure, um, but I'm thinking about like when God's people are going in to possess the land that he promised them, but you know they're, they're doing it by force, and there's genocide, and there's complete destruction. <coughs> they're burning cities and people there. Like, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> I know this is probably not the place, but it's just something this that I think place, that, but I'm you know people on. that you, you can struggle with a little say, bit. Anybody listening, go push pause, <sighs> go take a bathroom break, <laughs> <laughs> right? right? Go get a snack. <laughs> Come back for part two. Well, as we talk about just war yeah, and conflict, because well, well, so, so you see that so let me give throughout, you the short answer, yeah. And then there's a much longer answer that you can that. tell me later. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I think it's it's maybe a it's good for, topic yeah. of conversation. Maybe this hits our our next podcast mm-hmm. is, is to talk about that because that's people have struggled with that for yeah. centuries yeah. And, and, and forever uh, but but here, here's the quick answer when we talk about is there such a thing as just war and just rebellion mm-hmm. yes and if God institutes it then I promise you whether you understand it or not mm-hmm. it's just yeah because God is just he is the epitome of justice he's the author of it he has that as a characteristic and quality in fullness um like whatever we think is just and right has nothing on God, right? And so, so I think it's important for us to understand that what happened in the Old Testament, whether we get it or not, and we should dig into it more so people can understand mm-hmm. it, but whether we get it or not, it is just and right and good, mm-hmm. even if it feels right on our first glance like it's not. Right, right. Okay, last question. Uh, so it comes time for the election. We feel like oh, man, I, I don't like the Republican candidate. I don't like the Democratic candidate. 
Like, so basically like every time. And you feel, vote. right, you feel like you're voting for the lesser of two evils. <laughs> like, how do, we, how do we navigate that and decide who do we vote for? <laughs> so I'm not going to put this on, but I, I have a very specific thing that I do, the way I view this for myself, uh, is I have key issues that are mandatory for me. Right. I mean, there, there could be a lot of things I don't agree with with a candidate, but I have some very specific key issues that um, are primary for me and, and I don't waver on them. Mm -hmm. So even if I don't agree with everything that a candidate, you know, has or says or done or any of that, if, if I can line up with those, then that's that's how I, I do that for myself. Mm -hmm. um, and they're not just, you know, biblical, like, moral issues. You know, of course, like, abortion is going to be one and, and stuff like that. But I'll just put it out there. I am very much a limited government type guy. I mean, that's the way I, I view things. I don't want big government. So it's not like just biblical things. It's my mm -hmm. personal preferences. I fall more into that. I want smaller government and more local you know, stuff like that. I don't care for big federal stuff. So that's how I view it. I, you know, so I don't, I don't nitpick little, you know, it's like if I can line up uh -huh. with these things, mm -hmm. then I'm good. I'm not going to, mm -hmm. but that's my personal yeah. thing with that. And again, I, I'm not also the guy that's like, we need Jesus back in the White House. Jesus was always in the White House, right? I mean, I get it. I, we want a Christian, but I don't honestly vote it's for. It's still not going to fix everything, well, no, and, unfortunately. And that's yeah. my thing. I don't view, I, I don't yeah. vote for somebody because I'm sitting there going like, oh, that's like the best Christian person to be in there because I, while I have certain things that politicians do that I, I love and some that I hate, I don't trust hard, like any of yeah. them. Yeah. Well, I and mean, at I'm the end of the day, they're human. Like, yeah. Right. You know, yeah. And so they're going to make mistakes. They're human mm -hmm. and, and right. whether it's fair or not, they're political, right? They're, right. Mm -hmm. Their whole job is to say what they think that you want to hear. Yeah. Right. Uh, and you're putting your eggs they, all in they one talk basket. About, like, like voting for, well, we've got to vote for the most Christian option. That's just silly at some point. Right, mm -hmm. like, like the people that were all in on the Trump train because he was a Christian, right? Like, oh, no, 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 like, look, he's, he's born again. He's, why are you laughing? Don't I don't you, know. You don't it's just it. funny. Because right? he said Trump train. <laughs> Trump train. Uh, but, but because, like, oh, he's a Christian. He's got to be a Christian. Yeah, okay, whatever. That's not mine to judge. Right. Mm -hmm. But those are the right. same people that were all in on, on Mitt Romney. Mm -hmm. And there was no question that he was not a Christian, mm -hmm. right? He, he was a, a devout Mormon. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, again, it, it kind of gets disingenuous to be like, oh, we got to vote for this guy because he's a Christian. When four years ago you told me I had to vote for this guy or eight years ago because, mm -hmm. because well, he wasn't a Christian, you know. We had to vote for George right. Bush because he was a Christian. And then he gets in the White House and he starts saying things about how, you know, Muslims and Christians follow the same God, and, and both books are mm -hmm. holy books, and 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 that every every road gets to the same place, and like, but yet the whole argument was, no, he's a Christian, we have to vote for him. No, yeah. we're, we're voting for people like David said. Is is we we rank, and we'll actually talk mm -hmm. about this in a couple of weeks on Sunday. Mm -hmm. But we rank our issues. What do we think mm -hmm. are things that matter to God? Right. You know, what are these things that are important? What do we think matters to us? We, we hopefully put things that matter to God higher than things that matter to mm -hmm. us. And, <laughs> right. you know, but if I think God is pleased with issue number one from over here <coughs> and issues number two and three from over here, we might be both good Christians, and I might decide that two and three are more important than just sure. one. Mm -hmm. yep. And, and right. we might vote differently, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. As long as at the end of the day we can honestly say that we feel like we've honored God with our vote. 
Mm. Yep. And, and when it comes to if both candidates are bad, like, listen, if Jesus ever runs for president, <laughs> both be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Until then, you are always going to be voting for the lesser of two evils. Yeah. Because we're mm. all broken. And yeah. here's the deal. You can, you can write in anybody you want. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to win. Jesus for president. I'm not sure Jesus <laughs> is going to take the job. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can write in whoever you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Up, but it reminds me Guys. of a miracle on 34th Street when, <laughs> when they bring in all the letters to Chris Kringle. Like, I could just picture one guy showing up with long hair and sandals and being like, I'm Jesus. Did I win? <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're like, oh, okay, like, I guess. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Well, I would oh my gosh. just <laughs> encourage people that are listening, if there is a topic that maybe we didn't answer in full that you want to know a little bit more about or, you know, some questions or thoughts come up during our sermons, uh, make sure you ask those questions. We've got a box out in the lobby. You can put questions in there. You can shoot an email to any one of us on staff. Um, and we will try to cover those in our next podcast in two weeks. But all right. Thanks, guys, for your input. And thanks for listening.